Hello and welcome to another episode of Leisure Time with Duncan and Jonathan. As always, I am Duncan. And as always, I'm Jonathan. Now, this will be the last one we do for the foreseeable future that will not be on a Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> because... Right, it's the, this is the last weekday post for a while. Or recording session, anyway. No, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so, alright, so... Now, we're going to talk about... We, did have another topic in mind, but um, we got a scheduling conflict with someone who we wanted to weigh in on that. Um, so we're say the baseball themed episode for a later date or something similar to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, but yeah, we're going to talk about what is it the sixth generation, I think, of console gaming. Say the sixth generation of console because when we left off in the particular series, it was, you know, PS1, N64, all those types of consoles. Yep. So we're picking up from that. Okay, wow. And now we're getting to um, when graphics started to improve. <laughs> you know, we we're starting to see uh, you know, Nintendo get into the. I mean, they were already in the console game, but you know, GameCube even was you know a game changer in a lot of ways because you know their audience was noticeably different from you know where Xbox was going with it. Yeah, and speaking of the Xbox, okay, now this is also a time where console started getting more exclusive tie-ins for Microsoft this is their first foray into the console market so there were series that were originally on Windows that were now that were now on Xbox going forward and that was always fun to deal with systems, for example, you know, um, Mortal Kombat is a great example, because, yep. <laughs> you know, that got issued on a bunch of different consoles. So when Xbox, GameCube, and uh, PS2 came in, like you said, you started to see more Halo, where, <laughs> you know, it's only available for that one console, it's in-house, you know, you couldn't, if you didn't have an Xbox, you couldn't play Halo. No. And it's worth noting too that you know that became the uh, face of Xbox for a little while, and of course GameCube still was doing you know Mario and also Luigi's Mansion is another huge <laughs> success for that particular console. And um, for that matter, uh, the Zelda series is still going. Pretty strong oh, at that absolutely. point. Absolutely. Not to mention, even WWE had their success with, um, what is it? Their reckoning, I believe. Yep. Something similar to that. Yeah, because yeah, because the first, I want to say, first three um, SmackDown games were all PS1 exclusive. So, yeah, that was where they started branching out to other platforms. See, and then Sony never really had a, they never 
mentioned before, they've never had you know, one specific <laughs> mascot to represent them as a company. They just kind of... <laughs> no. Yeah, several at the same time. Yeah, but this, you know, PS2 is when they got their, what most people consider their go-to mascots after, um, after Activision acquired, um, the, after Activision acquired, um, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon, respectively. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, we can't forget about um, Jack and Daxter either, because they, no. you know, they they were also part of the Sony branding for you know Goodwill. So they, you know, they were kind of representing the whole platform side of things. <laughs> yeah. So for in case you're starting to figure, in case you can't figure that out when we're going here, we're going there. Well, two or three if you count Jack and Daxter. Like you have a point there. Um, there were two big ones that started out on the PS2 and have since gone well past and are still and are still pretty big names um and and still get pretty big names attached to them even to this day um, we're talking about Ratchet and Clank and we're also talking about the God of War franchise cause <laughs> oh absolutely I mean especially the latter <laughs> yep the latter so, you know they, they really started to see their brand take off Mm-hmm. You know, in probably a bigger way than I even think they anticipate, just because, for one, it's a single-player game, so, you know, you don't really have the multiplayer element that a lot of you know, players go for, so it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a risk, because, you know, it's just like, okay, you don't know how well it's going to do, but it actually turned out to be biggest money makers for them. Not to mention you had all the, you know, the bad friends, because th- those aren't going to be. I call them the statement, because <laughs> you know they're going to sell regardless of, <laughs> you know, regardless of how many people complain about the mad games every year, they still continue to sell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you're right, because and there's also the fact that you have to, and, and, it's also the fact that a lot of people have issues with is bring up Madden, and we might as well. I don't think we touched on. I think we touched on this before, but I can't remember. But a lot of people have taken issues with Madden um, because it is because EA has secured the exclusive rights to make simulation American football games, and yet for the better part of the last decade or so, Madden has not lived up to that. <laughs> <laughs> Promise. <laughs> no, I mean, EA will we'll do you know more on their reputation in a future episode. I think because I think it bears talking about how you know EA saving a critical and fan beating over here. <laughs> like oh my goodness, I don't think I've ever seen a company you know lose their brand image so quickly. But going back to you know, GameCube. What also made GameCube different was the coloring of it. Like, it stood out. Because, yep. you know, every other console had, you know, gray, black. You started to see a lot of those same color skin. Oh, yes. And then, here you go. You go in, you see a purple console that almost looks like, it always looked like a lunchbox to me. <laughs> yeah, I had the little handle, you're right. <laughs> 
also, you know, like I said, they targeted more of their games. And I say in every game they put out on GameCube don't necessarily mean for it to No. No. But that is their main demographic that they were trying to go Especially because, like we mentioned, the aforementioned Halo and, um... And God of War were pretty much the, they were targeting the the uh, late teens through young adult <laughs> demographics that had not been yeah like really catered to about seventeen to about um, third somewhere around the seventeen third yeah I'm saying that's the only demographic they have that game but I'm just saying if I had to yeah. take a survey <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a couple of those. And there's also the fact that, um, now we should probably bring up the, uh, the main selling point for the PS2, um, to the quote-unquote civilian market, as you, um, was the fact it was the first, or one of the first standalone, um, DVD players that hit the market. Because <laughs> they gave another option, like if you didn't want to buy it, <laughs> and, and I'm quite sure you know, that's what pushed a lot of parents over the edge and said, like, okay, we'll, we'll buy it, we'll get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because DVDs at that point were at a half of the time of the sale, you know, everybody was buying Everybody had a, a decent sized collection of them, but some people still do. <laughs> yep. And I would say for um, for Xbox, they really pushed the whole multiplayer element. Like they they were really pushing that whole, you know, hey, get on the like play. They probably pushed it more so than Sony did, cause Xbox Live. I mean, they you you had to hide under the rock and not know what that was. Yeah, I mean that's one of those things where they really um yeah that's one of those things where. You're right. You had to effectively. You had to be under a rock. You're not at least I've heard about it, but yeah. And you also had. Um, yeah, there were a lot of those, and you had to deal with the situation with. Um, what was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, um, yeah, you had the. I don't remember if the virtual. No, the virtual console came later, and you had the PlayStation Store launched on the PS2, I think a couple years into its lifespan, I don't think it was there in 2000. Is that, that was the beginnings of what you see now with the digital games and all that sort of thing, it was playing yeah. through the scene. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Steam... It hadn't shifted away from physical media yet, which you no. can see the scenes were being planted there. Yeah, it was good, it was starting out, but it was slow and steady. Um... And then, you know, of course, it bears repeating that the PS2 controller was similar to PS1, so you really didn't have too much of an adjustment there. Whereas the Xbox controller, I'm quite sure a lot of people struggled with that because for one, it had more buttons. So it was just like, okay, what does this button do? Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, like DD from. <laughs> From Dexter's lab. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what does this button do? 
<laughs> and it was rather bulky if memory serves, at least the original one was. <laughs> It had the real, you know, it's like it's a standard joke, but I mean, it's almost like, I mean, it's almost like um, the standard joke was, I want a PS2 or I want an Xbox. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Now we're going now, as we all established multiple times, I did not get a home console until the PS3. And even then, that was several years <laughs> into it. It was about halfway through its initial um, planned ten-year life cycle. Um, <laughs> right, so you were kind of a late, <laughs> you know, you were a late entry to that whole thing. Whereas Xbox, I never owned necessarily not the original. I can say it to be sixty. I say right. Well, you had access to one, to be more accurate in your case. <laughs> yeah, but like. No, I can. Now, now, PS2, yeah. PS2, we did that. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, my brother at the time, and he still is, you know, that, that was right around the time he started becoming an avid gamer, so <laughs> I got a lot of practice in with the PS2. Burnout was my go-to game. Need for Speed was another one <laughs> that I could say I had a lot of fun with. Right. Uh, the fighting game, Death Jam, but that I probably, I wore that out. <laughs> Fight for New York to see, but I probably wore that out even more. <laughs> and I got good at that game. That's one of the few games I can say I had an edge over everybody else. Every other game was just like, okay, I'm, I'm just barely knowing what to do. <laughs> but, you know, that particular I just 
never, I, I played with it, but I never owned it. I think that's because, you know, mom was like, okay, you get one console, not get more three pick one. Yeah, that's the main thing that, that, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of this, is that, is that nowadays, um, and we'll get to this when we get to the eighth, I mean, the, 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 the seventh generation, sorry. Um, we're getting a, you're more ahead of ourselves. We're gonna, we're, when we get to the uh, Wii, because the Wii was unique, because, because for the most part, I would say that, and I, I keep saying this, but I think that out of all the households that had a Wii, I would say that at least 70% of them had either an Xbox 360 or a PS3 as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Because at that point in time, you know, it's like different people like different things. You know, if you're more right. casual gamer, you might gravitate to a Wii. But if you're more of a hardcore gamer, you want a 360 or, <laughs> you know, a PS3. And it just depends. And, and we always kind of marketed itself as a casual gamer's paradise anyway. Like, they never really wanted to be, you know, the serious, like, you know, get a mountain, gain fuel, and let's go. You know, they, they, that wasn't their market. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of started GameCube because they did promote themselves, but their, their whole marketing campaign noticeably dead. And I, don't, I think that's all. They know what they... One thing I can say about Nintendo is they know who they are. You know, they know what their demographic is. They aren't trying to change it. They've been that no. same way ever since the first Nintendo console came out. Yep. <laughs> Just like, okay, this is what we are. And... Xbox, I would say, I think, you know, for them, Microsoft wasn't really thought of as a gamer's um, company at one point. So, their marketing campaign was very effective. <laughs> it worked. Because at one point, it was like, Microsoft, what are you talking about, that computer company? <laughs> you, know, that, that's what, you know, that's what people tend to think. But I think Xbox had a lot with, had a lot to do with changing the perception of the brand. Now, with you being late to the whole home console game, which of the three consoles could you say you had experience with? Okay, well, I did have a couple of friends who, um, growing up, who had, uh, I did have access to, sporadically, but still, um, I did have access to the Genesis, the NES, the SNES, the, uh, original NES, the, um, several different f- house, f- family friends, we had, they, they had, um, the PS1, um, at least, yeah, and in some cases they had several, um, I've talked about my uncle with the Dreamcast, <laughs> and later the GameCube. That, that's yeah. That, that's how my uncle was too. You know, yeah. He, he he was one of the first people to buy a Dreamcast, and I remember, you know, he, he put it downstairs in my grandma's house, and I'm looking at it like, what is this thing? It's not yeah. a PS1 because I know what that looks like. <laughs> 
mean, and then you also had, um, like I said, you obviously had, like, you, you, in PS2 you would see that, that was everywhere, um, for a number of years, um, as well as the original Xbox and the, eventually the Xbox 360, and then, and also, and also, you got, and also, the Wii U, I would have occasional first-hand experience with, and then I would have, and then the PS3 was February of 2012 was when I got that, and then, and then the, um, PS4 was about five and a half years later, give or take a month. <laughs> that seems about right. Yeah. So. Because my brother had access to certain console that I didn't, because he had a PSP. I, I wanted to own one, but it was one of those things where it's just like, okay, my brother already had one. Yeah, so. <laughs> it, you know, let me just go over here and eat it. Borrow it. Yes, too. Yeah. It's just like I didn't want to, you know, ask for one and then, you know, be like, okay, who, who lost their PSP or who broke it? You know, I didn't want to have to deal with that. So it's just like, yeah, I played PS2 because at that point I was already having so much fun doing it anyway. So it's just like, yeah, just stay over here. <laughs> now, Also, no. Speaking of the graphics, um, yeah, I mean the graphics got to the point where it was where you could literally see the uh, pores in the um, character model's skin. <laughs> and, yeah, and that was a big draw for a lot of sports games too, because yeah. their likenesses, the sweat, like it, yeah. it was damn weird sometimes because if you're not used to it, it kind of bugs you out. Like, think you're looking at or 2K or whatever. The grass in the field for you know, a football game. And, and whoever did the likenesses, kudos to you. That's a work. <laughs> you got to get certain mannerisms that they can do. And that's not always an easy task. So. And then I'm trying to think. Um, Grand Turismo is another one that I can say got a lot of got a lot of mileage, I guess you could say, because <laughs> sold very well, you know, critically acclaimed. And NASCAR, you know, they kind of 
with, with the Heat series, they kind of dipped in and out of the video game market. They, they just they just never fully committed to it. They just kind of dipped in, dipped out. Yep. PGA Tour was another one that I could say that they pop back up and then go back down. Pop back up. I have never figured out why, though. It's just like um, Knockout King, if you want to be specific, the whole boxing thing. They dipped in and they dipped out. To my knowledge, I don't remember UFC ever having a video game. Did you? Nope. I'm sitting here thinking. I don't think I ever saw one. No. Now, I would say, you know, with the three releases, and even with the Dreamcast, it became... You know, the video game market kind of became more fragmented as soon because we started to see more DLC and, you know, a lot of things that you can only get within the first month or two months of said release, and if you don't get it, then you just don't have it. Yeah, I mean, and speaking of which, this is uh, the era, yeah, this is, um, yeah, the... The sixth generation is the era when DLC really became possible because... They had the internet connection, and this is also when broadband internet started to become widespread. So, so they could do updates and patches and all that sort of stuff. The whole multiplayer element, you didn't have to necessarily be in the same room. For plug and play, you had to be. For plug and play, you had to be. You couldn't play. Mario Kart with somebody over in the UK couldn't no. do it. So when broadband came up and when DLC became more prevalent, that's when we started to see more of that sort of thing. But like we say, it became more fragmented because one sibling in somebody's house might have a GameCube and the next sibling have an Xbox or a PS2. So it's just like, there, there was no consistency whatsoever. You go on one block, it was just like, okay, this person got this, so I can't play this over here. <laughs> yep. This person had this system, so I can't, you know, play this particular title over here. And then you could argue there's a lot of oversaturation too, because it's a lot of PS2 titles that came out, or GameCube titles that came out, or Xbox titles that came out, and you're thinking to yourself, when did this, you know, when did this arrive? I don't remember this. And then you realize which, then you realize who made it, and it's oh. <laughs> it, it was just like, I, I think that's honestly what'll not kill off, but that's what definitely affects a lot of the success when we have so many titles coming down at one time. Like, we had a big names like Madden, but for every Madden, we had at least two or three more that are released on a smaller indie sort of uh, developer, so you don't really see that much uh, TV coverage or, you know, ads anywhere. No. And they tend to vary because, you know, for any, any game 
hesitant to say that the big name games are any better though. Because <laughs> they, they can be hit or miss too. particular game that was a hit or miss. Oh, first person shooter. <laughs> because for every Call of Duty and Halo that got critically well received, you had about five or six more. If you look at that, I mean, what is this? World War II, I don't ever, and I mean this and with all <laughs> due respect, I don't ever want to see another <laughs> World War II first person shooter for as long as I live because that, that world was paid several times up. Yeah, unless it's something like the Wolfenstein franchise where they take it in a alternate history route <laughs> and it's clearly meant not to be taken seriously. Because, <laughs> you know, anybody used to watch uh, X Play on G4 TV knows that they were sick and more <laughs> yeah. they did not want to see it let me see another what do you think another franchise is that got overdone or it's type of game it's just like no more well I mean and this is one that's made a comeback recently um, especially with a certain announcement uh, with a certain franchise getting a complete overhaul well not, well, well not complete overhaul but a lot of but polishing would be more accurate I think that the um, old school um, western RPG thing grays from the 2000 from the late mid to late 2000s um I'm talking about your Mass Effects your um, Assassin's Creed your um what's another one Uncharted to an extent <laughs> Uncharted is one of those weird things because it can be looked at as a platformer, but it's also it has RPG elements, and the same goes for the Batman Arkham series. That's true. I'm trying to, and, and you bring up a good point too. The puzzle game whole uh, subgenre, the whole puzzle game, yep. that got Yeah, and we're not talking about Candy Crush. We're talking about again Uncharted and its ilk. <laughs> Think it's something else. <laughs> because at one point it was just like everybody was doing it. Same could be said for you know the whole um, crime game element because you had LA or you had GTA apps. Well, they're sister brand, so it makes sense um, yeah. that they would be similar. But then you also had true crime streets in LA, and it was just like. Really, we, we need this out right now? It's like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Because you know you're going to lose the GTA every time. You know that. You know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you are... Really, in LNR's case, Team Bondi's implosion didn't help matters, but still. um, <laughs> Or Team Bondi. I can't remember if it's a long eye or not. Um, I think it's a long eye. Um, or their implosion, um, because the studio head was a bit of a control freak, and that's putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah, that's putting it very lightly. And, and even if you weren't, I think certain genres do kind of suffer from overexposure sometimes. Sometimes you had 
there need to be like I think there's like a statute of limitations on how long a series can go on with can, well, except for sports titles because those are because those pretty much require the um, annual update by default by design um, I think that well, I'll put WWE in that same pile. yeah I mean, even though it's entertainment but you know you still want to update the roster sort of even, even though they kind of Taking a hit as far as like reputation goes in recent years, so because <laughs> all those bugs and that in some of the more recent games, the more WWE got a lot of money, can't be sitting out book games like that. Hire another developer or something, <laughs> and then FIFA. Well, they they've always kind of had a history because FIFA's one of those titles that's done okay <laughs> in terms of sales not great they've always <laughs> they, they've sold to some degree but not to the point where it's okay <laughs> or not to the point where bad is where you already know like you say in itself no matter what And then, of course, we have to mention that, you know, Dreamcast kind of sputtered out. Like, it started out promising. <laughs> but then, you know, it kept getting recalled for repairs. And then, you know, eventually it got shuttered out. Like, no, nobody was really lining up to purchase a Dreamcast anymore. Yeah, there's also the fact that's why Sega started to get out of the hardware business when they did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that that was pretty much the catalyst for that because, you know, Dreamcast wasn't performing the way they thought it was going to. I think the console would have been okay if they had just let it marinate a little more. They they rushed it out. They rushed it out too quickly, and that's why, you know, it kind of sputtered to a complete stop, even if Crazy Tanks and I can acknowledge that. But, you know, they didn't have much staying power in the market. And I would say GameCube sound was kind of suspect at best, too, because Sony already had the built in fan base. Microsoft was getting that built in fan base, though. <laughs> GameCube was just always kind of like the third string quarterback <laughs> at best yeah that, that's putting it like again if you're like let's say um, that uh, Sony and Microsoft were like Brett Favre and Tom Brady for instance nobody cares about the second or third string nobody Unless you're a coach, then in which case you care. But the fans, they didn't come to see you. <laughs> they didn't come to see you. I mean, that's just what it was. 
Now, of course, with the Wii, Nintendo kind of redeemed themselves because we had more people. You know, the whole interactive element, I think, helped them out. Mm. And of course, you know, you had uh, Wii Tennis and uh, Just Dance, as well as a few others that kind of, <laughs> you know, were doing well. Microsoft, as long as they put out Halo games, they'd be all right. They had a couple misses too, but you know, those were guaranteed to sell. So I don't think they really cared that not every game was a smash seller because you know, they had them in the pocket. Yeah, so they were. Um, Crash Bandicoot Spiral, they definitely said. Yep. So I really didn't matter. Now, I still don't know what they were. What, console okay all right so we are pushing the 40 minute mark here now we're not quite there yet but we are close um so let's yeah because we did go into the seventh generation a little bit too so but we're so we got a lot of head on show They were still better than the um, PS Vita, <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves again. PS Vita had the right idea. I'm, I'm gonna say that they had the right idea, but the execution was just not there. No. And even for PSP, you know, they sold well initially, but then you started to run into all kind of hardware problems. I think what killed me. Yeah. And then, you know, for some ports on that particular system, it didn't automatically translate all that well to the handheld market. Like, some things just work better. Right. With the higher-end hardware. Okay. So, all right. So, okay, I guess we'll end this one here, and um, we'll see what happens. Um, And this will also be the last... And also, for our next episode... um, weather permitting of course we will have new we'll have a new microphone to use so we'll see if that makes any difference or depending on the capabilities it might not work at all we'll, we'll see what happens okay <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens all right so signing off for now until next time